Welcome to Let's Talk Wellness, where we will be sharing insights into the world of mental health and wellness as we explore traditional medicine and holistic healing options. It's time to have new conversations about mental health. Join Mara James, the founder and CEO of the Hugs for Life Healing Center, as she guides us along this journey. And now, let's talk wellness. Welcome to Let's Talk Wellness. I am your host, Mara James, and I'm excited to introduce you to one of our amazing Hugs for Life healers and a friend of mine, Martha Bowers, who will be sharing with us about her journey and her healing gifts. Hi, Mara. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for being here today. So Martha, can you tell us a little bit about you and your journey and passion for mental health? Absolutely. So in my own personal journey, I grew up actually being sexually molested in my home. And part of that process was just trying to get through every day, every year. And, and you know, I, it wasn't really that, um, what the word I would say is, we weren't as aware that what those types of events would happen and how they would unfold in your life and the emotional trauma that came with it. And there was a lot of trauma that came with it, but you kind of muddle through because, you know, wellness or health or, or healing wasn't even a, a subject to discuss. It was just, you know, for lack of a better word, suck it up and get through it. And, um, and in my process, you know, I moved on, I got married and about, you know, seven years into my marriage, I had this, you know, typical seven year itch and it was just so traumatic. And it was more traumatic because like everybody in my family knew, my mom knew, my dad knew, my brothers knew, my best friend knew that he was cheating on me and no one ever told me. And, you know, the, the tragedy was, is that that created an, another huge issue of trust. And so, you know, I started my healing journey after my divorce and I went through all types of healing concepts. I, I went to talk therapy, which was great because it actually helped me understand truth and helped me see truth, but it never really actually did anything for the emotions that I was feeling and the betrayal of my own family even. And from there, I got introduced to primal therapy. And I don't know how many of you have ever heard of primal therapy, but it's really, really horrific. They actually reenact rape and to, to try to get you out of those emotions and get those emotions free, which I will say I did the work, but it was so traumatic, even in itself, I would never recommend it for anybody. And I moved on from that type of therapy to EMDR, which is rapid eye movement therapy. And it too, it takes you back to that actual event that occurred and you, and you feel that trauma and, and then they walk you back through it. And although it's an amazing technique and it's an amazing therapy, it was just really hard. And, you know, I eventually worked through my life and got, you know, I spent 19 years looking for Mr. Right um, after my divorce. It took a very long time, but I did find him and I did have an, I do have an amazing relationship and amazing life now. And it was probably about two years ago that I ran across this other gentleman and, and I'm kind of an, a constant learner. I'm certified in like, I have a whole stack of certifications that you can see. I mean, it's like, there's about 25 or 30 of them here. And I'm just a constant learner of trying to understand 
energy and healing and, and natural health and just all the, all the different things that the world really has to offer and bring to us. And it was during that class, I'm interested, I was interested in kind of breaking through an area in my life that I, I, it seemed to be kind of stagnant and I wasn't able to actually, you know, break through. And it was just an amazing, it's an amazing technique of actually erasing the emotions and, and really eliminating them. And it was interesting because even after, you know, all the 19 years of work I'd been doing, I still had what I would call remnants, like mm. threads that still kind of held some of that pain inside that I was actually able to release. And it was just really an amazing process. So I've done a lot of my own work, Mara, and um, I just appreciate the opportunity to kind of share the journey and talk through it. I've had a lot of mentors. I've um, I've had music therapy with Mark Romero, and I've got Nan Herjani who who taught me how to harness energy and work through that, and and Arno Garan who who actually helps you understand how you can really release that emotional trauma and and never have to experience again. So I've just had some amazing teachers. So amazing. And thank you so much for sharing your journey with us and your openness to help guide others to heal. Um, During, have you ever taken any medication to help you um, through your healing journey? I haven't had that. I've not, I've never had to do that. Um, Thankfully, I've never had a lot of depression. Um, I think just because at the time that I was going through it, um, they, they didn't, at least in my own journey, it was more where drugs weren't necessarily or medication wasn't necessarily the first road of remedy. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't do any medication during this process and I'm currently not on anything, of course, but right. yeah. 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 Amazing. Um, so do you think that your childhood trauma, and I believe that we all have trauma as big or as little as it may be, but with yours, which was pretty big, do you think it affected your relationship with your, you know, your ex-husband and your current um, partner? Uh- I mean, you know, the thing is, is that my, my, my history of my abuse actually set me up for my ex-husband um, who was not faithful and couldn't be faithful and couldn't actually really even love very deeply. And it was interesting because I've had multiple relationships between him and finding Mr. Wonderful. And um, every one of those guys actually cheated on me. And it was interesting because I realized that, that there was this repetitive behavior that was going on that it was something that I didn't want in my life and I was reflecting it. And so I was actually creating it. And so that's, was the beauty of what, of understanding, pardon me, the whole process of, of how, if you don't actually work through it, you just keep repeating it. I remember when I was in a child growth development class back and when I was in college and they, there was a reference um, and it, it was horrific. It's a horrific reference, but everyone I think can relate to it. And it's actually even biblical. It's in the Bible. It's in second Peter chapter two, verse 22. And it is the dog goes back to its vomit. And we've all seen that. And it's really horrific. And in the class, the instructor was making it as he was using it as an analogy about how children, even though they've come out of this very abusive relationship with their parents, they want to go back to their parents and they want to go back to them because that's what's familiar to them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, if, if we never um, work on unwinding some of those tapes and some of the trauma, we will continue to repeat that behavior over and over and over again, trying to fix that derailment, so to speak. And so, and the thing about it is, is that um, emotions can be 
physical, they can be mental, they can be spiritual, and, and they can be cellular in the cell of the, of the memory of the body. And so helping somebody understand how, how that actually needs to unwind, it can, it could be several layers, but the beauty is that it can and does and can go away. And I know people feel helpless and, you know, they kind of um, wear their, their trauma, like a coat, you know, they, and, and only because it's what they know. And they haven't really been made aware of the fact they can take it off and they don't have to carry it. And, you know, they can really work through it. So. And what's so profound about this is literally, I, just before this, I was on a call with a, a gentleman, a boy that is um, going to be a senior in college. And he just shared with me at six years old that he was molested and he's been doing talk therapy for four years and it was just profound. The, the, the healing, I feel that he's done talk therapy, but he hasn't that he hasn't done a lot of healing. And now we get to guide him just to you and to other healers to be actually able to release those layers of the onion. And I know for you and for me, like how amazing if we could have had these tools and not gone through all this suffering that we did until finally we learned about them and were able to release them. It is so true. I mean, I can't tell you how many relationships that I have had to terminate because of that. I mean, I even had a college professor that sexually assaulted me and it was, yeah. I mean, it's like, you just don't even, I mean, when I, I look back on it, I'm like, you know, I was so set up as a child and because I never really got a chance to work through it. I, I just compete, completely repeated those behaviors and, or, or those types of relationships over and over again, not understanding not even understanding it and, and thinking, why, why does this keep happening to me? And why, you know, but I didn't realize is that because I hadn't really worked through it, I had attracted those relationships. And so when you allow yourself to actually walk through that journey and release it into me in one of the kindest ways and easiest ways I've ever found in my entire life, it actually allows you to to press through and actually have the life that you've always wanted to have the relationships you've always dreamt of that you never thought were possible. And, you know, the bottom line is, is that we're all lovable and we all have our gifts and we all have something to bring into a relationship. And there is somebody who's looking for you. And, and we just have to remove those things that's, that are in your life so that you can have that, whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, it doesn't really matter. It's like whatever it is that you have a heart's desire for, if, if you can have that, you just have to take down whatever's keeping you from having it. And, you know, it can be even from like a parent telling you, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not, I had teachers who told me that my brothers were all smarter than I was. And it was like, why aren't you like your brothers? You know? So I always, I always walked around thinking I was inferior to them and, you know, and it's like, it, it's, it's horrible things that people say that, are meant to encourage us. It's meant to make us stronger, to make us, you know, stand into our power, but sometimes it cuts to the quick and, and we own it as we're not smart enough and we're not enough. And so any of those things that can occur in our life in at any time, I mean, I remember I was, um, I, I pivoted in 2020 as everybody did. Um, I, but I got a phone call from a company that I'd worked like six years for and I do business consulting and um, I'd been working for them for six years and they called me without any notice at all and terminated my agreement with them. And, and I was like, 
I had to like figure out what to do. And, and, and literally I stepped away from the call for 15 minutes. I did my own process on myself. I came back in and I transitioned that company right out. And it made me so aware of how powerful this work is and how, and how easy it is and how I was just able to navigate through the road to the point that I was able to pivot. And one of the things I decided is that I wanna be able to help people really harness their own energy, take these little bumps in the road and, and make them a win. Because frankly, they did me a huge favor. Um, I, I was feeling stuck in that job. I was, I was not doing the things that I needed to be doing or wanting to be doing. It was just a paycheck to, to make ends meet. And they did me a huge favor. And so I was able to see that almost instantly because of the work that I had done. And, you know, a lot of people got furloughed. And I mean, I saw people's posts and they were, you know, I can't believe they let me go after all this time. And, you know, unfortunately, companies don't have loyalty to their employees. And so if you're struggling with your job or not having a job or wanting a different job, you know, this program is for you too. It's not just about relationships. It's about whatever it is that you want in your life that you want to achieve. So. So what I'm hearing is that you really help people help themselves by limiting on, by releasing unlimiting beliefs. Absolutely. Absolutely. On every every level, every level. Absolutely. And we'll get more into that shortly um, for the work that you've helped me with and that I've been healing for six years and then the universe brings you to me or me to you. um, And we'll share some other success stories with your clients. Um, So you said something very profound and I want to go back on it that you said that you're, um, I think it was a college professor that also molested you. Do you think, and this sounds kind of strange but was that kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy because is it possible like because you didn't heal the initial trauma that you kept thinking like that you deserved it or can you share with us a little bit about that I don't really think that I deserved it but I attracted it okay I feel like that because I hadn't really worked through it and -hmm. because at that point all I had done is talk therapy Mm -hmm. right I had, and what I was doing is, and, 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 you know, Mara, this is a really super great question because what I had done is I was trusting him to help me be healed and to be well, instead of trusting myself. Mm-hmm. I was, I, he, and he built that he actually, you know, he saw my weakness and he said, you need to let me help you understand how this should be. Right. And so instead of going to source or God or whatever your um, commitment is to to your higher power, higher power, instead of going, because really God's the only one that can make things right. In my personal opinion, he's the one who writes all the wrongs. Um, You know, if we try to revenge against our friend, we'll be caught in that trap ourselves. You know what I mean? It's like, you, you, you know, it's like, it just doesn't pay. And, and the only person that can make all those things right is God. And I, I bought into his because of my own lack of self-assurance, self-esteem, you know, my own trauma, I was looking for somebody else to help me. And he helped himself. I mean, that's what he was trying to do. I mean, he was not successful. It was the first time that I was ever able to stand up for myself and walk away and say, you're not doing this. And, but it was just so, it was also devastating because it was like, here's one more person. And it made my trust issues even, you know, so here I have all my family who says, and now this is actually a minister and a professor who of, you know, of a, a, 
a biblical church, you know, who, who has now also tried to molest me and it made my trust issues even greater. And so, but, and like I said, what it made me really step back and say is that God was the only person who could really make this right. And I had to work within myself to get the strength that I needed to be able to see that. And so that's what I would say. So that's a really powerful statement. And if you said that to me seven years ago, I say before BG, before God, and I even knew about this higher power, I would have been like, okay, there she goes, a crazy spiritual religious lady. But what, like, can you talk a little bit about that and how, like, what, you know, like how God quote unquote has helped you and your relationship with this higher power um, and talk to people that are, don't have any understanding of what that means. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like that, um, it's kind of crazy to think that a plant can grow through a rock. I mean, I mean, can you realize like how profound that is? It's like a plant needs a root. It needs, it needs nourishment. It needs soil. It needs all these different things to be able to grow. And it's just so profound for us to think that, um, that we're just here by happenstance. Um, right. we, we, and the, and the thing about this healing is that we are connected when we heal ourselves, we can heal other people as well. And we can, and, and we don't even understand how that can work, but I've seen it happen over and over again. I have some clients that I've worked with that the mother's struggling with having the son do his homework. She clears her issue with him not doing his homework and he comes home from school and he does his homework without, a, without a, an issue. Without, yeah. I mean, without anything, it's like all of a sudden he comes home and it was the very next day, the very next day he came home, he went, he went straight to his room. He did his homework and she never had another issue with him about it. Where were you when my children were younger? <laughs> that is amazing. So you're saying that she, you cleared some, helped her clear something that was able to actually help her child change without him even knowing it. Exactly. Because what happened was, is that she was manifesting it. She was saying, I'm going to have to get after him about his homework. And, and we talked through the issues of whatever that was, that was holding that thought for her. And once she released it, it was no longer an issue. And, and how can we not be connected? How can we not have a, a connection to source of something that's greater than us for that kind of profound you know, response. This, and another example I have is um, I have one of the first guys I worked with was somebody who had been out of a job. I worked with him. He was an amazing man just a really good man. And he had been out of a job for two and a half years. He hadn't had an interview in over eight months. Hmm. And so I worked with him after our first session, he had a job interview the next day. And he- he called me and or he texted me. He said, I have a job interview. So I got on the phone with him and I did some quick work with him just to kind of harness him up a little bit before he had to get on the call. Cause I know he was really concerned. And what his challenge was, is that he had been put down for so many things. He, he hadn't been, he was so deflated. He wasn't able to get through the interview um, art, and articulate himself the way that he needed to, to be able to obviously get the job. And so he was so deflated 
And, and that was his challenge is that he would get into the interview and he would just get flustered and he would get tongue tied and he, he wouldn't have the answers that he needed to give the assurity that that was the right hire for the company. And ultimately um, he obviously wouldn't get the job and, and he, it, it just became so debilitating for him. And so I harnessed him up. We did some work to just clear whatever was going on with him at that moment. And he actually got through the interview. Now he didn't, he didn't hear back from that job as I understand it, but um, he, we had two more sessions and at the end of the second or at the end of the third session, he, um, he got a phone call and they called and they said, we want to hire you. And he was like, okay, well, when do I come in to interview? And they were like, no, 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 we don't need to interview you. We are hiring you based on your resume. So all you need to do is pass the background check and you're, we're good to go. And it was like, what? He was like, so shocked, but that's how, I don't want to say magical, but that's just how this works. It's like, it just removes like whatever the blocks are. And I've had situations where relationships were broken and, you know, they were going to be getting together for the weekend. And this one sister wanted to be able to have a nice relationship or nice visit with her other sister. And she cleared her issues and they had a great time. I mean, it can just be that simple uh, of dealing with your own stuff. And so we are connected. And so if we're connected, there just has to be a higher source and a higher power. And I have a very, I mean, I feel like God was carrying me through the majority of my uh, trial of my life. Um, and and it, I've had a lot of it. I mean, during the time of that deep betrayal of my family, God was my rock, my, you know, and, and I felt his presence around me. And so um, that's just my own experience. I know other people don't have that same but that's just my own personal experience. Right. And you are lucky because I didn't even know that there was any God or anything out there for the first 48 years of my life. And we're going to take a really quick break and we're going to get back into um, some more stories and some more details about your healing because there's so many people out there that are suffering and they don't even realize it. And they don't realize how simple the process can be to help transform not only their lives, but others, their family members, their children. So um, let's take a minute break and we'll be right back. Great. Looking forward to it. In these shifting and changing times, more and more lives are being impacted by mental health. The Extraordinary Lives Foundation, also known as ELF, is transforming the way people view and navigate mental health challenges. Their mission is to improve children's mental health and wellness and support families by providing educational tools, resources, and awareness events. ELF encourages families to recognize symptoms, overcome the stigma, and reach out for help. Through prevention, early intervention, and holistic treatment, we believe many of the big problems facing today's youth can be transformed within a generation. Extraordinary Lives Foundation is excited to offer the Hugs for Life Healing Center, growing a worldwide network of approved holistic healers and bridging the gap between traditional and complementary healing options. Visit the Extraordinary Lives Foundation website at www.elfempowers.org to find out more about their resources and events. Together, we can change the conversation around mental health. We 
hope that you're enjoying today's Let's Talk Wellness podcast. And if you have a topic that you would like us to explore, we would love to hear from you. Simply email us at info at elfempowers.org. That's info at elfempowers.org. And now back to the show. Hi, I'm Mara James, and welcome back to Let's Talk Wellness. Today we have with us Martha Bowers. Want to say hello, Martha? Hi. <laughs> In case you missed the first first half of it, um, Martha, what topics um, or things have you been working with recently, like in the past year, year and a half since COVID started? So I've been working with a lot of different types of clients. And so I've been working with pregnant moms who are actually kind of in crisis and Mm -hmm. able to help them kind of simmer out and settle their, their uh, pregnancies down a little bit so that they can, can kind of maneuver through the rest of their term of their pregnancies. Um, I've had three or four women in that kind of situation, which has been a a huge help and relief and actually kind of even um, it, 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 because if you think about it, if we're feeling it, so are our babies, right? I mean, whatever we're feeling, our babies are feeling. And so it it will help um, by, by just eliminating that stress helps the baby also eliminate their stress and brings them into the world without that stress. So that's, that's an example of it. Um, I also have been working with some cancer patients and I had a patient who um, she actually was called me on Friday and said, I'm going to have to have surgery on Monday if this stone doesn't pass. And I know most of you realize that, you know, somebody who has cancer having surgery is so tricky because it can actually cause the cancer to spread even further. And the beauty of it is, is that during our work, I could physically see her releasing that stone. And, and, it, it, and it's kind of hard to explain and I can't obviously get into all the details of it, but um, I asked her if she felt that way about it as well because of, because of what she was actually seeing in her, in her process. And she said she thought she had, and it was so exciting on Monday to hear that she did not have to have surgery and that she was able to actually pass that stone. And, and the thing is that we, what we don't realize is that a lot of times dis-ease actually starts with stress. Stress is the beginning. And if we have things going on with our bodies that um, don't, aren't normal, you know, and, and it's interesting what normal is because I've had people, you know, say that they don't have any issues going on, but they've had cancer twice and they have an autoimmune disease and they have like all these things and they, and to them, those are normal and that isn't normal. And so um, stress actually can bring a lot of that on. And that's why, you know, when I was talking earlier, I was talking about how our, our, dis, our dis-ease can even be emotional. It can actually, it can be driven from an emotional. So you can be eating all the right foods and still get sick. And, and people don't understand that. And they're like, I've done all the right things, but their body is riddled with emotional issues that is manifested itself in a different way. And your body will do everything it has to do to save itself. And so sometimes those emotions are actually pocketed into the body and it ends up creating, you know, some abnormal tissue that shouldn't be there. And at some point your body can't fight it anymore because you're just stuffing it down and you're not, and you're not dealing with it, not dealing with the emotion. And if you kind of think about it, there's no bone structure between the end of our rib cage to our hip bones and all that area of our body is just, is just one big muscle. 
And I kind of attribute, you know, our parents being at kind of at fault because, you know, you fall off your bicycle and, and you come in the house and you're crying. And what does your mom do? She's like, well, let me give you a cookie and that'll make you feel better. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, we're taught to actually store that pain. And, and the truth of the matter is, is that it hurt. <laughs> so we should be allowed to feel those emotions and, and, and release that hurt in the right way. And so, um, but, but um, boy, the, I tell you, the biggest issues that I've had is grief. You know, there's been so many, so much loss and grief is more than just death. It's, you know, it's a loss of a job, a home, um, a loss of a friendship. I mean, this year more than ever, I feel like there's been so much um, adversity in our beliefs, wear a mask, not wear a mask, get a shot, not get a shot. Um, you know, who's the president? Who's not going to be the president? <laughs> there's just so much stuff that came through last year. Um, you know, stay home, not stay home. And, and, you know, we've, we've lost friendships, we've lost jobs, we've been furloughed, we've been locked in our homes, we've had to give up um, graduations, weddings, births of babies, celebrations, um, funerals that you couldn't even go to the funeral because your loved one passed away. And so much of that is, it just brings heartache to people. And so being able to work through all of those different layers of grief and, and, and we don't think about it sometimes as we just think, well, that's just how it is. That's just how it has to be. But the bottom line is, is that we're holding something because of that. You know, I know we missed our grandson's first birthday and we ended up doing it on Zoom, but it wasn't the same. And, and we still haven't been able to visit because they're, you know, we're in California and they're in Michigan and we're both hotspots, right? So we just still haven't been able to visit during, um, and we missed a second birthday too. And so, but, you know, you just have to recognize, you know, recognize the emotion, allow yourself to have it because it can, I mean, the thing that I think is the challenge is that we stuff it and we don't really deal with it. And sometimes it's anger and sometimes it's fear. Sometimes it's, it's frustration of, of lack of control. I mean, it can be lots of different emotions and, and even those emotions, um, I, it's not always like what somebody said to ourselves or what somebody said to us, but it's what we say to ourselves. We, you know, like, like, okay, well, we can't do this. And, 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 and then we say, we'll just suck it up and get through it. Right. Well, even that, just that suck it up and get through it can be, have its own emotional toll to it of trying to just power through and just not allowing you to just have that moment to just face the emotion that you're feeling and allow yourself to have it. So, so are you saying that every emotion that doesn't get processed, I guess, unconsciously or emotionally gets stored in the body? Yes. Yes. Wow. And what, can you share with us one of your uh, many techniques of how you can help people process and release them, the, these emotions that gets caught in the body? Well, the first is just identifying it, you know, identifying because in most times people have pain. Like for instance, my friend who, um, who was or trying to find a job and wasn't able to get a job, he was on like six different types of depression medication. He yeah. was, I mean, he was like, Martha, when I first met you, I was on one. And he's like, I'm on six now. And when I asked him to like, kind of get in touch with his feelings, do you know, he couldn't? He no. Couldn't. Yeah. He was on six at the same time. He was on six at the same time. So they're masking the emotions. Wow. Yes, it was masking. And so, you know, what I did is I said, you know what, let's try something different. I said, do you have any pain in your body? 
And he was like, oh my gosh, he goes, my, my shoulder's killing me and my hand hurts. And he goes, Martha, I didn't do anything. I don't know what's going on. You know, I, I just don't even understand it. And I said, well, let's just see what we can do. So we worked through the pain of his shoulder and he, he looked at me and, and we did it on Zoom because it was during, you know, COVID. And he just said, what did you just do to me? He was like, he goes, the pain is gone. He said, it's tight. But the pain that I have been feeling for like the last four or five months is completely gone. Like, what did you just do? And so it's that powerful. We were able to just let him focus on that. And what was happening is, is that he was, he was um, manifesting that pain. He was, it was like, um, it was what I would call misguided or misdirected. You know, it's like he was frustrated and, and couldn't get a job and his, he was not being able to take care of his family. And so he, his body was storing that emotion in his shoulder. So even wow. though he couldn't feel the pain and he could feel the pain, he didn't, he couldn't feel the emotion, mm. but he could feel the physical pain that it was causing. And, and we were able to, in the first two sessions, he was completely out of pain by the end of the second session. And that's physical pain that was so debilitating that he couldn't even like put his arm up like this and he couldn't get his arm up above his head mm-hmm. and he was able to, he was able to release it. So more than anything, it's just really allowing yourself to have permission. It's taking a moment to write down like all the things that have been going on in your life and which ones are the ones that are what I would call triggering you, which what's mm-hmm. keeping you from sleeping at night because 99.9% of the people that I work with after I do a session with them, they have the best night's sleep they've ever had in years, every, every single person. And it's because they're, they've allowed their, their bodies. Like finally has, I've been heard. Yeah. I've been heard. I, I can breathe, you know? And, and so, um, and, and look, when you talk about trauma that you've been carrying in your body since you were four, mm. It, it's a long time and to be able to release that and to have this, like, to be able to, I mean, and realize your body only heals really during your sleeping hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. You have a circadian rhythm that's natural and the healing process starts about 10 o'clock at night and goes until about five o'clock in the morning. And so if you're not able to sleep during those hours, you're missing a healing time that your body needs to be able to restore. And that is another reason why people end up getting sick because they're, because they are not in that healing pattern of sleep and they, and they're missing those opportunities, you know? And so it's also very tricky for people who work third-party shifts, you know, where they're working, you know, second shift or third shift, and they're working during those hours that their bodies are supposed to be sleeping because that's this, that's the healing time of their body. There's a lot of things that people have to, that they miss during that time that they have to at least be aware of. And it's, it's also why it's important for people not to stay on those shifts for too long. And I have a silly question, but I've always wondered this. Um, So, you know, I'm on the West coast and my, one of my, uh, two of my boys are going to school on the East coast. So I go there and I'm thinking, well, you know, Pacific time and Eastern time. So is it like locally 10 o'clock, wherever you live, that's the the time that gets best to get to sleep because, you know, uh, it is your local time. It's your local because you because look, even if you go to even if you go to visit when you typically come back, you get right back into your cycle, right? So yeah. it's your local time, it's your it's your body's normal time of when of when you would go to sleep. Yeah. 
Wow, that is profound. I've never heard that till today. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so many great things you've shared with us. I have so many questions. So with the cancer patient, um, are you, so you're saying that you worked with her on her emotions that were actually able to physically help release her kidney stone? Is that? Yes. Yes. And actually I, I helped her release the emotion that she was feeling about the kidney stone. Right. So she was like, it was, it's like her concern, like, right. That was her biggest. And this is where you go. These, this is a trigger for her right now, because right now she's fighting for her life and Mm -hmm. in the cancer process. Right. And so, and this stone was keeping her from being able to really push through her healing process because of the worry. And so it in itself it could have been constricting her body such that it was holding the stone. I mean, I, I, I'm just going to use it from that example and being able to um, address it and talk about it. And instead of holding it in, cause that's what we do. We hold it in and we're like, we're, we try to process like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? But, be, but being able to just address it and talk about it allowed her to actually let the, let the body let go of it is my personal editorial. Um, and it, I think that's just a very simple explanation, but it's just how I see it. Um, I'm very intuitive. Um, and so I, in my perspective, that's what actually happened is that her body was, because we do, we hold on to things, trying to figure out how to, to get through it. Like, how am I going to maneuver through this, you know, pile of crap that I've got in my life right now. And, and, and feeling like we have to control it. And sometimes this is not uncommon. The more we try to control, the more out of control it gets. It's very Mm. And that goes, yeah, yeah, it goes back to let go and let God. And like, you know, maybe we're not supposed to leave the house right at noon because we're going to miss an accident. That's going to really maybe cause some catastrophic event. And so sometimes we have to just, and I, I I don't want to say, um, let too much of that go with the flow kind of stuff, because I think we can let that get out of hand too. It's, it's another issue that can occur, but but not be so caught up in things having to be exactly the way you think they need to happen because later, and I'm sure we've all experienced this where we, we are like, well, it just didn't happen the way that I thought, but thank God it didn't because it came out much better than what I, I ever hoped it could. <laughs> so, so I'm letting it go and letting it be what it needs to be. And um, so that's another one of my, my perspectives on things is like not being too tied up in the outcome. Right. I love the saying like our infinite, our finite mind cannot even imagine it, the infinite uh, mind of God and just, you know, right. let him, he, she, it take over. I love that. And how many sessions um, did you work with that cancer patient to release the kidney stone? It was one. I've one only session. I only had one session with it. Once wow. 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 How profound and how amazing if people realize that their physical ailments have emotions behind them and that they're treatable. I mean, listen, Western medicine is so important, but that to actually help along the healing process, that is profound. It's super important. I mean, look, if I'm in an accident and I need surgery or I've broken a bone, I want Western medicine, but when it comes to healing the emotional aspect of it, it's, it's time for me to go home and, and work within and, and work with someone who can help me. And, you know, one of the, the, one of these programs, you know, it, it, the goal is to teach people how to do this themselves so that 
I don't want to be your guru. I don't want to be the only person that you ever have in your life that's going to help you. There's many roads to Rome and hence why I have so many certifications and so many different things. <laughs> There's lots of different ways of treating emotional pain and physical pain and eating well and having good nutrition and all those different, you know, there's body work, there's, there's lots of, there's Reiki, there's, you know, uh, shamanism, there's all types of different um, healing modalities and it, and it's just finding the right one and giving it some time to actually uh, work. Um, you know, it, it, not everything is a one shot quick fix. You know, if you're, if you're looking at changing, you know, uh, 25 years of bad relationships, it's probably going to take a little bit of work to work through, like, how did you get here? And, and, and because like for even myself, I had to go back to that four-year-old mm. her up. And, and I did a lot of inner child work for that four-year-old to make her strong enough to realize that she doesn't need another person to make her well. She needs to do this within herself, but she had to have the strength and and you need, sometimes you need a accountability partner, you need a partner in, in crime that can basically kind of hold a space for you to have that healing because you, even though somebody's helping you, you're doing the work. There is no, there, there is nobody who's going to do it for you. They may, you may think that they're doing it for you, but really you're doing the hard work and you're doing the work to, that you need to, to, to have a better life and to have the, the life that you dreamed of and the one that you've always wanted, so. And I love, um, like when we work together, there's, oh my God, how often do I yawn on um, our Zoom call? And you're like, oh, good release. And once I'm like, Martha, I feel nauseous. Do I need to throw up? And you said no. And later that day, I swear one of my dogs threw up. And I think that she was releasing whatever energy it was for me. And I was grateful, rather, you know, but that was profound. And what I'd like to share um, with our friends before we go is that when Martha and I've worked together, she has helped me um, and helped me help myself to release fear, anger, and sadness. Are those the correct three, Martha? Yes. Yeah. So to be able to process them, to release them in our bodies. And it's so powerful. And so many things like everything, like whenever I'm feeling a strong emotion about something, or if somebody's pushing my buttons, you know, I have a session with Martha and she guides me through it. And so often it does go back to something when I was a little child and like, why would I manifest this scenario now? And what is it representing to me that I need or that I get to heal? So such profound work. And it's really important to understand that we have an ebb and flow. You know, it's like sometimes we, we grow and we grow and we grow and then we get triggered. Somebody says something or somebody does something and it takes us right back to this moment in time that we didn't heal, that we didn't mm -hmm. take care of. And if you're yeah. at least aware of the fact, like, you know, have you ever had one of those reactions where you're like, where did that even come from? I, I so overreacted to that situation. And I don't even know what was going on. And, you know, I, I've done it. Everybody's done it. And I was able to take it back to a time when I, I didn't have control and I was, you know, and, and, but, but if you're not at least being self-aware and self um, acknowledging, you know, your responsibility in it, um, it's hard, but yeah, it's super important. And when you're doing releases, you can have all kinds of things release in your body. Yeah. And it's important. Amazing. Yeah. And I love that. And I love how you said, like, when I'm working on releasing myself, it's changed my family members and the unknowings to them, unknowings to them. Um, do you have any last words of wisdom before we uh, say goodbye? Um, don't be afraid to work on your journey. Don't be afraid to step into your own power. 
Um, I love it. Sometimes we are in powerless relationships and powerless situations. And, and you know, it, it doesn't even mean that your situation has to change because you stepping into your own power may change the situation so that it's an amazing life. And so it's, it's just one of those things that um, it doesn't have to be some catastrophic change in your life to, um, to have a different life. And sometimes people are afraid to step into their own and have that own experience because they, they're afraid what their life is going to look like when they're done. And mm-hmm. it doesn't, you don't have to be afraid. All you have to do is have courage. That is so beautiful. Well, Martha, I would like to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for the healing that you have helped me with, for the clients that I referred to you. Um, So thank you. Thank you. And just so everybody else remembers that you are amazing. Are amazing. Thank you, Mara. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Let's Talk Wellness. This podcast has been brought to you by the Hugs for Life Healing Center, a division of the Extraordinary Lives Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you would like to listen to more conversations like this, we invite you to subscribe to our mailing list at www.elfempowers.org to be notified when our weekly episodes are published. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to bringing you our next conversation on Let's Talk Wellness.